Let us pray. such an awesome God. You keep your promises to us. You never leave us. You never forsake us. You said that you have plans for us to prosper us, to help us to do good. And you will do exactly what you said. Our Father, we come this morning thanking you so very much for you are the author and the finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before you endured the cross. Despising the shame, yet you stayed there for us. You stayed there for me, that I might have life, that we might have life and have it more abundantly. And for that, we say thank you. Father, we ask you to look beyond our faults, our failures, and see our need. Father God, we come standing before you this morning asking you, dear Master, to open up our hearts and our heads that we might receive your word and hide your word in our hearts. Father, we promise to give you the praise. We promise to give you the honor. We promise to give you the glory. So Father, we pray right now that you speak to us that you speak through us and you speak for us. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. To God, our Father, Jesus Christ, his Son, the Holy Spirit, our comforter and our guide. Think about that. The Holy Spirit, our comforter and our guide. Pastor Swims, God bless you. Amen. God, Pastor Swims, bless you. Uh, Mother uh, Minister Lenz, uh, bless you to our uh, brothers and sisters who are also follow fellow workers in Christ, to the mothers, to the deacons, to all of my brothers and sisters, to our visitors, to those who are here present, to those who are online. Just good morning, good morning. To my lovely wife, Gloria. Uh, this next week, we end of this week, we'll celebrate 37 years together. You see, Brother Brent Ben, how she smiles and stuff like that? That's 37 good years together. You know, I went, Pastor, Pastor, I went to the doctor this past week for my checkup and stuff, and so we have the same doctor. And she was flipping through her pages, and she ran up on something there. And she said, um, Mr. Williams, do you know that you and your wife's heart beats at the same rate? I told her, yeah. Today is the second part of our two-part lesson on lessons from Lot. On lessons from Lot. Amen. Oh, yeah. So uh, I want to go back just a little bit before we get to part two. Let's go back to part number one. 
uh, our star pupil is here today, uh, 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 Deacon Brian. And Deacon Brian, I just want to make sure, because, you know, we're going to have a test this morning. And so I want us to make sure that we walked away from lesson number one. Now, what was lesson number one last week? What was the title of that? Quit it. All right. Don't y'all help him now. <laughs> he grew up all his life cheating on his test. Don't y'all start helping him now. So the first lesson, Deacon, that we learned last week was about halfway obedience. Amen? And we said that halfway obedience increases our responsibility. Because it's a plain confession that we know what the Lord's will is, even though we're not doing what the Lord's will is. And if you know what the Lord's will is for your life and you're not doing what the Lord's will is, you're supposed to say what? Quit it. Right? Right, Deacon? Quit it. There you go. So he's doing well. Good. Good. I take that's I wish I wish uh uh, Dr. Booth was here, he'd be proud right about now. <laughs> you know, the second lesson that we learned last week was that sometimes we get to what we consider a good enough place in our lives, right? Things are just good enough. I don't want to work any harder. I don't want to do anything. And, and, and we, are, we get satisfied because we better than where we were but we know that we're not where God wants us to be. Right. Amen? Amen? Got any witness in here this morning? We, we good enough. I'm a good enough piano player. I don't need to practice anymore. I don't need to sing. Speaking to let me talk to these young folks. for. I, don't, I hope you didn't miss it. And so I'm going to stop being preacher for just a second and be associate vice chancellor for enrollment management at Southern Illinois University, Carbondale. This ministry that they introduced to you today I encourage you and anyone else who's interested to actively get involved. Do you know that the skills that you're learning back there are marketable skills that you can take and earn six figures anywhere by adding a degree in arts and media from, from Southern Illinois University? That's just a little advice from your Uncle Larry right there. So I would encourage you to go and sign up and continue that, you're going to be learning creative thinking skills. You're going to be learning to be a creative problem solver. And those are the kinds of jobs and occupation and skills that people need. Amen? Uh, star pupil, our third lesson that we learn is that when we knowingly disobey God, we often delay his plan for our lives. We delay his plan for our lives. You know, a lot of times we think that it's the man, we think that it's the boss, we think it's somebody else that's holding us back. But there's a little cartoon character named Pogo, and he said a long time ago, I have seen the enemy, and they is us. <laughs> we delay his plan, and by us delaying his plan, we experience bitterness in our lives and we experience barrenness in our lives and it's not because of somebody else but it's because of us 
if we are disobeying God and experiencing barrenness and bitterness, quit it. The next lesson that we learn, star pupil, is that if we want to do something wrong, we usually can find some pretty good reasons to do it. We know they uh, stories. Uh, we got our young folks in here today. We know that they're stories, but we continue to do it anyhow. We find good reasons. You know, and Satan, our adversary, is walking about seeing whom he can devour. If we can't find the good reasons, he try to help us to find reasons himself. Our next lesson that we learn, that compromise destroys our testimony and our influence. Right? We keep compromising what God's words say to do, what God's will says to do. It destroys our testimony and our influence. We also learn that it's possible to have a saved soul and a wasted life. Amen? Y'all looking at me like that's, th that's the truth. <laughs> it's possible to have a saved soul in a wasted life. You good for nothing but to be trodden, cast down and trodden under the feet of men. Your salt and lost all of its savor. We, I think I told you last week. I see how y'all looking at me. I think I told you last week that I was I was licensed. So I appreciate nobody driving by last week, but y'all looking at me mighty strange this morning. We the next lesson that we learn is that we need not look back on our divergence, but we need to look forward to our deliverer. You see, that's what Lot's wife did. She looked back instead of looking forward. Some of us cannot move forward because we are still looking back. You know, if I keep looking back and I'm not looking forward, there could be some extreme negative things happen to me. Y'all can see it a lot better than I can because my mind is focused on things behind, not on things in front of us. So what we have to do, I don't care how, where we, what we used to do, I don't care who we used to have, let's quit looking back and look unto, the G, unto Jesus, who is the author and the finisher of our faith. Amen? We finally get to lesson number two, part two. Our book, our Bibles this morning is open to Genesis chapter 19. We're going to read eight verses out of there, 30 through 38. Well, that'll be nine verses. 30 through 38, because you got to include 30. And let us, let us stand to read his word together. Amen? Amen. Says then. Did I miss? Okay, there we go. Amen. And let's read together. Then Lot went up out of Zoar and dwelt in the mountains, and his two daughters were with him, for he was afraid to dwell in Zoar. And he and his two daughters dwelt in a cave. Now the firstborn said to the younger, 
our father is old and there is no more man on earth to come in to us and it's the custom of all the earth come let us make our father drink wine and we will lie with him that we may preserve the lineage of our fathers so they made their father drink wine that night and the firstborn went in and laid with her father you may be seated from that passage i want to leave this thought with you take a selfie take a selfie you know last week we told you to point your finger at somebody else and tell them to quit it right and we also noticed that as we had that one finger pointing out three of them was pointing back to us well you know the first step in order in getting better is self analyzation and that's what we want to do is take a selfie today and analyze ourselves Notice in this picture here that regardless of what situation you're in, people are constantly want to take a selfie. Notice that the cat is bragging on his accomplishments and the rat is bragging on his losses. <laughs> I want to go back and give some background uh, it, it, we got to go back to verses 15 and 16. You may put that verse up now, please. Verse 15 and 16. Okay. You see, Lot was warned of the destruction that was coming to Sodom and Gomorrah. And even after he was warned of the destruction, it said that the angels... The two angels, you know, the two angels that was there, they had to take him by the hand and lead him out because he was so set in that culture and in that life. That is pitiful. You see, while Lot still hesitated, the angel seized his hand and the hands of his wife and the hands of his two daughters and he, they rushed him outside of the city so th because the Lord was merciful. Think about that. You get word that this room is going to be destroyed, but you're so satisfied with being in this room that you refuse to leave. You see, there were two angels. Notice that two, one angel got the hands of Lot and his wife, and the other angel got the hands of his two daughters. You see, the angels didn't have any more hands to save anybody else. So that's our, that's our first lesson. You see, the lack of urgency to obey God is a common sign of us being compromised or in a backslidden position. You see, a lot of us, we don't have that urgency. God has spoken to our hearts over and over and over again about what to do, who not to be with, who to be with, what to do, what those things that we should be doing or we should not be doing. And we've got a lack of urgency. This lack of urgency leads us to compromise. And this compromise and this hesitation could, could be a, simple, a symbol of us being in a backslidden position. At this point, 
Take a selfie. Take a selfie. Amen? Notice that when you take a selfie, most people put it up like this, right? And most folks are not realizing that they are looking up and the phone is looking down. You see, one thing about a selfie is that it, it should remind us that God is also watching us from above. And we're in the point of looking up while we should be watching him from below. Amen? The second thing that we need to learn from just that passage is that the angels had their hands full. Does God have his hands full with us? Just trying to show us his mercy and trying to bring us to salvation and sanctification? Do we have too much of this world in us that instead of God being able to use us to do things for him, God has to spend more and more time doing things for us. Does God have his hands full with us? If he is, take a selfie. Amen? Next lesson. Just from the background now. The angels had to physically bring them out of that city. Do we have too much of this world in us to be happy in the Lord? Think about that. We have to be encouraged to worship and praise, but discouraged from the other things that bring us joy in this world. Take a selfie. Just a little bit more from the background before we get to our text for today. You see, the word then says that Lot went up out of Zoar. Remember now, the angels told them to go to the mountains. That was the original instruction, was to leave this city and go to the mountains. But Lot began to debate with them. He said, well, can I just stop right by here in this little city here, it's not all the way in the mountains. I'm afraid to go in the mountains because something bad might happen to me in the mountains. You see, his fear of being in the mountains is his fear of, of being where God wants him to be. God has led a lot of us to know exactly where he wants us to be. But we have such a fear of where he wants us to be that we want to get settled where we really are right now. And he and his two daughters dwelt in a cave. Now remember, Lot had so many resources that he and Abraham had to decide who was going to take the high ground and who was going to take the low ground. Lot lost everything he had in Sodom and Gomorrah. Lot lost everything he had because his focus was on this world. Now notice that the firstborn said to the younger, our father is old. There is no man on earth to come in to us, as is the custom of the earth. Come, let ma us make our father drink wine, and we will lie with him that we may preserve the lineage of our father. Notice that as they were fleeing, they didn't have anything in their hand. But when they got in the cave, 
they had wine. Amen. They had wine. First lesson. They left Zor his way and they dwelt in the mountains God's way. His way brought about fear. When we do things our way and not following God's way, it makes us uneasy. How are you feeling right now? Where are you? In his overall plan where he has for, if you're, if you're feeling a little easy, feel a little anxiety, because remember, his burden is easy and his yoke is light. If we're trying to do things our way and we're a little uneasy about, am I on the right track? Am I doing things right? It could be that we're trying to do things our way and not God's way. Now, after his fear, he was glad to go and dwell in a cave. Note that God sent him to a place that he had already prepared for him. I want us to really take a small note there. Notice that he told him to get up and go to the mountains, Mother Ate. In the mountains, there was a cave there. Lot didn't know about the cave, but God knew about the cave. God told him in the beginning to go and dwell in the mountains. You see, whatever God calls you to do, wherever God calls you to go, God has already prepared a place. God has already prepared a way. God has already prepared a person. God has already prepared some situations. God has already prepared a job. Whatever God is calling us to do, let us not be afraid of following his plan. Our way brings about fear. But by God's way, God, has, God is never going to call you to do this, something that he hadn't prepared you to do. Note how much that Lot lost, too, doing it his way. Lot lost his wife. Lot lost all his cattle. Lot lost all his possessions, his land. He lost everything. He was barren. Which it, he was beaten with his own switch. Now you young folks don't know what that 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 that, that means. <laughs> Have any of you ever gotten whooped with a switch before? You see what I mean? If you've been not 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 young folks, anyone less than twenty. Well, yeah. Tw if you, if anyone less has anyone less than twenty years old ever been whipped with a switch? One person. <laughs> Notice she's sitting on the front row too. <laughs> Parents, anybody older than twenty, if you've been whipped with a switch, raise your hand. Okay, so young folks, I want you to take notice of something. Notice that, notice that all of these older people have been whipped with a switch and they're here in church. <laughs> Watch this. What was one thing that you had to do before you got whipped with a switch? Go and get it. We also develop skills on how to go about and get the right kind of switch. Because if you get the wrong kind of switch, your mama got to walk up. She already mad. She got to get up. 
she's going to go find the right kind of tree and go and get a switch. She, uh, uh, she, she said she would twist it together. You see, Lot, Lot was beaten with his own switch because he switched from God's plan to his plan. He had a major whipping with it. Think about that. Take a selfie just for a moment. Is the, the whipping that I'm getting right now in my life, is it because I've been, I'm being beaten with the wrong switch? Take a selfie. The next thing that we look at in our text is that we look at, that was Lot's great sin. Let's look at his daughter's great sin. They said, let's make our father drink wine. Although he had lost everything, he managed to find what he really wanted. You see, I'm reminded of a young man every once in a while at the university. The university has some extra resources, and they authorize me to assist students in paying off past due balances so that they could register to go back to class. So one young man one day came into my office, and he said, I understand that you got some resources to help people pay off past due balances. Uh, can you help me? And so I looked at him. And I said, would you do me a couple of favors first? Would you take the beats out of your ear and put them in your Louis Vuitton bag and ask me that question again? Notice, notice that even though he said he didn't have any resources, he had the resources for what he wanted. Another young lady walks into the, to the office, same kind of scenario, and I pull up her record and I say, I see that you hadn't accepted my, your student loans yet. We had offered to them and she had enough money to pay her bill out, but she hadn't accepted her student loans. I said, now I can't require you to accept your student loans, but you hadn't accepted your, she said, I don't want any loans. I said, I don't want any loans either, <laughs> but do you want an education? Notice that she had, that we, sometimes we can make those, we can have room for the things that we want to have room for, but we never have room for the things that God wants us to have room for. I don't have time to work in children's church, but we've got time for everything else. You see, in their present situation, the daughters said, I got a good idea. But every good idea is not necessarily a God idea. Are we 
working on a good idea in our life right now rather than working on God's idea for our life right now. If you're on that good idea, take a selfie. Amen? We see Lot now overtaken with his great sin. You see, Lot is overtaken with wine. You see, the problem wasn't the wine. The problem was Lot not being in control of his mind. Be sober. Be vigilant. Because your adversary, the devil, is seeking, walking about seeking whom he may de devour. Notice that the first night he got drunk. Notice that the, his daughters had observed his lifestyle in the past that they knew that this was going to work. They knew that it was going to work. They knew that dad had not only drunk, but they knew that daddy would get drank, would get would drink, but he would get drunk. Your children sure can tell a lot about the decisions that, that you've been making at home. Notice the problem wasn't the wine, but he didn't. The problem was that he lost control of his mind because, from experience, I know that the first drink don't make you drunk. And I noticed that also nobody can make you drink anything. If you can't lead a horse to water and make him drink, you can't lead a man to make him drink either. Lot drank that wine because Lot wanted to drink that wine. Lot drank that wine because Lot had experience drinking that wine. Lot got drunk not by accident, Lot got drunk by design because Lot and his daughters both brought wine to a cave. We know. I'm kind of reminded of that parrot. It was a parrot in a pet shop. Parrot was raised in a terrible home. Parrot would always mess with people when they walk into the store. This man walked in and just happened to have a very ugly wife. Pastor, she was ugly. The parrot says, sir, you got an ugly wife. <laughs> the lady got furious. She went to the owner of the store. He put the parrot in the back of the store. They kept walking around the store, and the parrot says, sir. You got an ugly wife. The pay put the par the man, all pet manager went to the back there. He said, "If you say one more thing, it's gonna be for the parrot." The parrot looked up and he thought for a second. He said, "Sir, you know." As I take a selfie on my life, I know those things in my life that I'm doing wrong. As I take a selfie on my life, I know where I'm not studying God's word. 
as I take a selfie on my life, I know when I'm not praising God and when I'm not worshiping God and when I'm not tithing. As, a, as I take a selfie on my note, I know these things that are going in my life. And you know too. Notice that, that not only was he overtaken with this wine, he lost control of his mind, but it was two nights in a row. You see, we, that is giving us a hint that there was a regular indulgence on things of that lot with Lot that he knew that he shouldn't have been doing. Notice that he got to the point of being not just drinking, but got to the point of being drunk as well. He had, had regular indiscretion. Because even people who drink, it's not just, notice the first time you get drunk, and you have that hangover from the next day, you said, I'm never doing this again. And most people who are reasonable, they don't do it again. It teaches them a lesson. It says, my body is rejecting this. But notice, Lot, two days in a row, there had been some regular indiscretion. And notice that the daughter said, let's not only get him drunk, but let's lay with him. Because notice that this has been some regular insulation, and let me explain that one. You see, these daughters, because of where they had been living in Sodom and Gomorrah, because of their lifestyle and what they'd been taught, not only at home but in their cities and where they were, they had become insulated to sin. They had become insulated to sin. And not only just insulated once, but there had been a regular insulation to this sin to the point that it became ingrained in their minds and now in their hearts. You doing stuff? You around folks? You saying stuff? You listening to stuff? You looking at stuff? that has become so regular that it even is not a sin anymore to you? Probably what we need to do is take a selfie. We really need to look at ourselves. You see, there are some of us who've been in church a long time we think we insulated from all that kind of stuff. The word says, let us, therefore, who thinks that he stands, need to take heed. I'm past all that. You know, probably some of the greatest sexual abuses occur in the nursing home. Not that they can't, that they can do something, but they sure can still think about it. And there's a lot of um, sexual assaults that occur in the nursing home. Not from the staff, but among the, 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 the residents. So there's a problem with our, that we need to take a selfie if we think that we are beyond certain things. There's a we need to take a selfie if we are standing so high that we think that we are above right. certain things. Right. Right. That's below me. 
We need to take a selfie if we are standing so firm that we're so, I will never do that. Don't say what you'll never do. What we have to do is stay constantly prayed up and on guard. We have to take heed lest we fall. You see, notice that even the mountain, when he got away from the temptation, the mountain didn't take him away from the temptation. The mountain was just a different place, but the sin followed him there. The only thing that can help us to overcome this temptation is the Holy Spirit himself. Remember, when, we have, when he, we have received Christ in our lives, we have a helper. We have, a ho- we have the Holy Spirit in our lives, and he will give us the strength to be able to yield not to temptation. Remember last week, there is no temptation taken us except that is common to man, and God is faithful. He will not allow us to be attempted above our ability, but he will, with the temptation, provide a way of escape that we'll be able to bear it. You see, the only way we're going to be successful is to make sure that we are yielding to the power of the Holy Spirit to help us to overcome this temptation. So finally, let's look at the result of sin itself. So they both conceived. The first brought a child and that child's name was Moab. The, fir- the second brought a child, and that child's name was Ben-Ami. Those le- the descendants of those children later became the Moabites and the Amorites. These were two nations that l- were neighbors with Israel when they came out of the Uh, out of slavery, back into the promised land, the Moabites and the Amorites. And they were constant enemies. They was constant obstacles. They was constant barriers. These two nights of indiscretion have caused lifelong challenges and problems. You know, a lot of us have had some nights indiscretions. They have caused lifelong challenges and problems. That those two nights caused a lot of obstacles and barriers to God's plan. Too often our sins of the past, though they've been forgiven by God, they still sow seeds of problems for God's plans and for our life. But I'm stopped by the mo- to tell you this morning that God always got a plan, Jake. God got a plan, J. No matter how many obstacles we got in our lives, God always has a plan, J. Let me see if I can explain. You see, his resolution was Abraham had a son named Isaac. Isaac had a son named Jacob. Jacob had uh, 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 Judah, Perez, Hezron, Ram, Amenadad, Nashon, Simon and Rahab who had a child named Boaz. Boaz was a the kinsman redeemer and he married a lady named Ruth. Ruth was a Moabite. You see how God fixes it? 
I don't care what situations we've been in. I don't care how many that those two nights of indiscretions have. God can fix this situation. God fixed this situation through Ruth. Ruth is a Moabite. So it, the word says in Ruth 1 and 22, uh, piano player, that was when Naomi returned from Moab, she was accompanied by Ruth the Moabite. Uh, go back one, one slide. Go back one slide. Come on. Go back. There. Uh, go forward. Go one more. Oh, now. Boaz and Ruth had a baby. That baby was Obed. Obed had Jesse, who was David's father. And then some generations later, Jesus was the son of David. God solved the problem that we had in our lives God solved the problem that the Israel folks had in their lives through this Moabite woman, and one of her descendants was Jesus himself. I got good news for you as our piano player begins to play that piano. I got some good news for you this morning. The good news is that through these 42 generations, God solved the problem. Through our lives, through our trials and tribulations, God has solved the problem. We may have this morning taken a selfie, and this selfie has shown us that we've got some same kind of problems that these folks had in our lives. But I want you to know that God has solved that problem through Jay. God solved that problem through Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. God solved that problem not only when he was born of Mary. God solved that problem not only when he just, when 12 years old, he taught in the temple. God solved that problem not only when he started his public ministry at 30 years old. God solved that problem not only when he was uh, 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 condemned by the leaders and, 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 and forsaken by the leaders. God solved that problem that Friday afternoon when they hung him high, God solved that problem when they stretched him wide. God solved that problem when he said that I thirst. God solved that problem when he said it is finished. When they stretched him wide and they hung him high, he conquered our past sin debt on that cross. And he can conquer our challenges in our lives right now. You see, when he said it is finished, all of our sins, past, present, and future, has been taken care of on that cross. And today, today, whatever problems we've had from the past, for the present, or what we're going to have in the future, he has solved them for you. Remember, it says he has a plan, and that plan is to save us. Some of us may be here today or maybe online that's never accepted that plan. We've been trying to do things our way. We've been trying to do things the way that we think. Instead of going to the mountaintop where we can find our solution, we've been settling in the valley. Lot and his daughters taught us that he has solved that problem.
this morning. If that's you, either in person or online, I invite you to come down forward. 